Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts reflect your great and mighty love, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer, our shelter in the time of storm. Amen. Reach out, people. Reach out and hold fast to stars, to the elusive and the intangible and the never fully known, for stars fall to earth sometimes, and the light of love rises from the shadows of our broken dreams. The fire of hope is kindled in the ashes of our unspeakable losses. So reach out, people. Reach out. The rock upon which we build our unshakable foundation is found under the sinking sand of our ego plots of self-sufficiency. Hold fast to stars, for by their light we will be led home. Today's scripture passage reveals to us the solitude of Elijah. The experience of the COVID-19 virus has left many of us in places of forced solitude. These can be places of loneliness and pain. They also can be places of facing into our own accountability, holding up a mirror to ourselves in ways we may have spent a lifetime avoiding. Biblically, solitude is the place where we encounter God. And God may be asking us, as God asked Elijah, what are you doing here? Elijah was instructed to go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord was about to pass by, and there came a great wind splitting mountains and breaking rocks into pieces, an earthquake trembling the foundation of all that was there, a fire to destroy all in its path. Yet we are told God was not in the wind, the earthquake, the fire. After all of this comes the sound of sheer silence. Not the still small voice, which was the inadequate translation from the Hebrew with which I grew up. A still small voice cannot convey the power, the majesty, the enormity, the glory that is God. Only the sound of sheer silence stops us in our tracks. Have you ever stood and been witness to the sound of sheer silence? It can be a life-changing event. The question, what are you doing here, comes springing forth, and we see with eyes and hear with ears we did not even know we had the eyes and ears of the soul. It is the silence that is reserved for God alone from which all sound emanates. The power of God's great listening ear, listening us into speech. The rest is babble that all falls away. 
T.S. Eliot in his poem, Ash Wednesday, put it this way. He said, where will the word be found? Where will the word resound? Not here. There is not enough silence. The deafening sound of sheer silence cracks us open and awakens us to all the ways our distractions have kept us from knowing God, from knowing ourselves, from knowing each other. In her poem, Praying, Mary Oliver puts it this way. She said, it doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot or a, a few small stones. Just patch a few words together. Don't make them elaborate. This isn't a contest, but a doorway into thanks and a silence in which another voice might speak. What is the voice that we are needing to hear? Those of us who have had the privilege of speech must enter a place of humble poverty of speech, of silence, to make room for those who have been silenced and whose voices are needing to be listened into speech. Not pushed or goaded, not forced, not demanded, but allowed to utter the words that were never before safe to speak. We must, in the words of theologian Nell Morton, hear each other into speech. In the beginning was the hearing, the sound of sheer silence, the great ear of God, before whom we begin to learn how to speak, before whom our own voice is given its dignity, its place. We who have been privileged to talk, to explain, to have power, to demand to be listened to without listening to its effect on others, we must be quiet now in order to listen to what our effect has been on others. We must learn to weep with those who weep, to cry out with those who cry out, we must be willing to witness at the foot of the cross our God who enters into the worst that humanity can do so that we understand in our bones there is no place so broken, so lost, so hurt, so degraded, so abandoned that God has not experienced it and witnesses to it also. God stays with us when we encounter this in ourselves, in each other. We are to be one body, loving one another, knowing we belong to each other and are made from one blood, as we are reminded in Acts 17, verse 26, which says, God hath made from one blood every nation of human beings to live on all the face of the earth. But to witness to one another at such depth is a painful task. 
We're being called to be with, to stay with, to cry out with those places in ourselves and each other that are not easy, especially for those of us who have had privilege. Rumi gives us some guidance when he says in his poem, be helpless, dumbfounded, unable to say yes or no. Then a stretcher will come from grace to gather us up. We are too dull-eyed to see that beauty. If we say we can, we're lying. But if we say no, we don't see it, that no will shut tight our window onto spirit. So let us rather not be sure of anything except ourselves and only that so miraculous beings come running to help, crazed, lying in a zero circle, mute. We shall be saying finally with tremendous eloquence, lead us. When we have totally surrendered to that beauty, we shall be a mighty kindness. Will we finally allow ourselves to be led by God? I'm here today to witness to a virus, not only COVID-19, but the HIV virus. Such a tiny little sub-microscopic infectious agent, surely not much to deal with. We don't have to be bothered with that. It will just go away. But I'm here to witness to a virus's power to destroy people, relationships, families, communities, life itself. When my husband George and I were in our first decade of our relationship, in the early 80s, we saw life as we had known it, falling apart. Illness and death prevailed. There was no escaping it. One after another of our friends were abandoned, were left homeless to suffer with no one to listen or to care or to sit with or to die with, a pariah, cast out by family, friends, society, churches, Slowly, we realized that as a community, our only hope lay in the simple acts of kindness, to listen, to hear the cries of the lonely, to attest to the lost and the least, to hear them tell us that the silence of our lives that we had gotten used to as a kind of armor against death a silence and a passing that kept us from being thrown off a bridge or beaten up on the street or hung up on a street fence post or split, spit at and rolled over was a silence that now we had to break. 
By listening to those voices, we were given courage to stand with them, to lay down in front of trucks coming from pharmaceutical companies with life-giving medicine that was only used for profit without any thought of justice or even mercy. But we had to let go of our own voices, of knowing how to negotiate this whole thing and listen to the opened and broken hearts of the suffering, to become one in community, in love. Now the COVID virus rages around us, exposing us to a secondary virus, the virus of racism that invades our ways of life and is carried hidden in our privileges and our silences. Racism that does not care about justice or mercy or the beauty of every human being. The silence we have used as armor to guarantee us white privilege, it will now suffocate us in time. And we must witness as David before Goliath speaking and exposing the petrified institutional racism that surrounds us and engulfs us and to which we unreflectively bow down. The time has come. The sound of sheer silence asks us, what are you doing here? And so we must look into the mirrors of our own actions and be held accountable for them, individually, societally, as a Christian community. This is the truth that will set us free. This is the way to mutuality and community that Jesus has always called us. We must witness at the foot of the cross to the atrocities that have been part of our legacy and allow the radiation treatment of the cross to burn out the cancer that has grown in us and in our society. The cancer that says they are the guilty, they are the problem. The cancer which separates us from one another not allowing us to witness to each other as brothers and sisters, human beings on this one little planet, trying to learn to trust life, to trust love. James Baldwin told us, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. Let us be given the courage by God's amazing grace to face into the truths that lie before us and not turn away so that God's hope can rise with us each day as we borrow God's eyes to see and hear the blessing and the mystery, the majesty and the beauty of the world that she has given to us. Let us build our foundations, our words, on the solid ground of God's silence, which listens us into speech, our very being, built upon the rock that will hold us firm, respect, honor, give dignity to one another, and lead us home. 
James Baldwin has also told us, hope must be invented anew every day. We rise into the new day. Hope is the understanding that things can be different. Hope is the possibility of being surprised. Hope comes as we are listened into speech by God's great ear that encourages us, that reveals that we are a mixed bag of good and not so good, but all of it is brought to God who will lead us. Then we are able to listen others into speech, those that have no words to express the experiences of their lives and who have been silenced by the forces of complicity and cowardice, a misguided sense of safety and security at all costs, a racial bias. And as we listen others into speech, we're changed and transformed into one body. As our UCC Book of Worship has in one of its prayers, O oh God, free us from a past that we cannot change and open us to a future in which we can be changed, changed to be the change that you are calling us to be, O oh God. Such amazing grace is a surprise that offers hope even in our hopelessness. So speak out, people. Speak out. And speak of stars, of the elusive, the intangible, the surprising moments. For the light of love rises from the very shadows of our broken dreams. The fire of hope is kindled in the very ashes of our unspeakable losses. Speak out, people. Speak out. And speak for stars. For by their light, we shall be led home. Amen.